in this series, we've talked about overcoming. Now, the first, the first week, one of the things that we talked about is you have an overcomer living on the inside of you. Jesus is with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. You have an overcomer on the inside of you. And then... Uh, we went on and we talked about our need to overcome. We must receive a spiritual impartation and anointed preaching. We must receive anointed preaching. That's how overcoming happens. When anointed preaching happens, all of a sudden it opens us up to our, opens up our spirit to receive, and then our spirit trains us in what we need to know. Now, we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. But then we talked about how to overcome in week three, how to overcome when we were unsuccessful. How do we overcome when we failed, right? And, we, you know, I just started talking about it, and, I mean, I saw tears go across the whole congregation. Why? Because every single one of us has failed. I failed gloriously. Amen. <laughs> I have failed gloriously. And uh, I don't want to do it all the time. And I shouldn't have said amen because that means so be it. I don't want to fail gloriously, but I have. And I'm not afraid to step out there. I'll do it again. I'll step out there again because I'd rather be nobly uh, failing than never having left the, the dugout. You know what I mean? I, I'd rather be swinging and miss and trying and working and getting better I'm not believing to miss, I'm not believing to fail, but I'm not going to stop trying just because I'm not perfect, right? The Lord said to me early on in ministry, he said, if, if you had to be perfect to preach, who would preach? Nobody, nobody. That means I had to get up here when I didn't know what I was doing. I had to get up here when I didn't have a clue how to preach, right? Well, that's one thing for you to sit there and listen. It's another thing for you to be the one looking at all your faces, knowing that you don't know what you're doing, right? Well, you step out. You learn some things. You step out. You, you trust, okay, Lord, when I step up here, you're going you're gonna to get up here with me. I have on the inside of me an overcomer that does know how to preach, right? He's the greatest preacher that ever lived, right? And he tells his Holy Ghost what to do. Well, I'm talking about preaching, but what is it with you? It's, it, we have to step out. But sometimes when we step out, guess what? We got a corrupted flesh. We miss it. We didn't hear God's direction. We fall. We miss it. All of a sudden, we're unsuccessful. We failed. And what happens then? Because that's definitely not the time that you feel like an overcomer. But that doesn't change the fact that there's an overcomer on the inside of you. That doesn't change the fact that there's an overcomer on the inside of you. Amen? Do you receive the overcomer on the inside of you? Jesus Christ, I have overcome the world. Do you have them with you? All right, then when we hit that point, there's got to be something to get us back on track. Or when, when the problems come, and we talked about R5, restore, refocus, refire, release, and relaunch, right? 
We, what we've got to do is we've got to uh, restore. We've got to fix whatever. Okay, I missed this. All right, fix that, right? Fix that thing. Let's get our life standing back up straight. Then we've got to refocus on what the goal is. Set our eyes on things above. We've got to make sure that our focus is God's focus. If our focus is not God's focus, it's never going to work. It's never going to work. Then we've got to refire. We've got to light the engines again. Let the Holy Ghost come down and touch you with some anointing and get fired back up again. What's, what's the, what does it look like when you're on fire? Well, most people look at you funny. And they get on fire when they get around you. How many people are we catching on fire? That means if we're not doing that, then, then we need to get into some more fire, right? And then one of the things that we got to do is we got to release. We've got to let go of the earthly corrupted limiting factors so that we can reach the atmosphere. And then we've got to also, sometimes we've got to release some friends that ain't talking nothing but the corrupted world to us. And we need to get around some people that's talking Jesus, who's talking the over overcomer who's talking the victory and talking the triumph and then we got to relaunch once we release that and once we do all these things it's time to relaunch and guess what you you may fall off the launch platform again just do it again just don't quit the only way you fail is if you quit just don't. Just grab a hold of yourself and say, I got an overcomer on the inside of me. I won't stop. If I could repeat to you the stories today of all the, all the millionaires who were broke at one point, who were com completely bankrupt at one point. It, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. They just didn't quit. And we're not talking about doing biblical stuff. They, they were made in the image and likeness of God, and they just went forward, many of them without biblical truths. What can we do with biblical truths? Amen? What can we do? So then we talked about this last week. If you want to be an overcomer, the Bible says this, that you go into salvation, into the presence of salvation, presence like, like gifts under a tree, like birthday presents, the presence that salvation has in it. You, you draw from the wells of salvation with joy, with joy, right? With joy. You know, you draw it with joy. Many people don't understand that when you actually get to the place of faith, your, your face changes. Yeah. I mean, it changes. There, there's, when you get to the place where you actually let go of something, you get thankful. I'm not carrying that thing anymore. Glory to God. I'm not carrying it anymore, right? And then all of a sudden, there's a joy that comes on you when you actually release some of this stuff. And then today we're talking about, I told you that we can't know without anointed preaching. We've got to have the anointing. When you get under anointed preaching, what happens is, what had happened was, uh, all of a sudden your spirit will open up and it'll receive. And then your spirit will comprehend, right? Darkness can't comprehend the light. But your spirit who's renewed by God, if you're born again, it will comprehend the things of God. Because your spirit's made in the image and likeness of God. If you go back to week two, you can watch where we talked about that. But then your spirit 
will teach your mind things. Things you can't understand unless your spirit gets it. And your spirit's not going to get it unless you're sitting under anointed preaching. But see, why is that important? Because many people are not overcoming because they don't know the things of God. They don't have a mind renewed to it. They need to sit under some anointed preaching that their mind... But I will tell you, we didn't talk about this much, but there is a block. In other words, from the Holy Ghost to anointed preaching and the anointing and then to your spirit, there's a block in the middle of it and that's called a hardened heart. A hardened heart, it's just like the, the Israelites in the desert, right? You get the Israelites in the desert, they saw all this power of God, and then as soon as they get out there, they're like, oh, you know, they're facing the Red Sea. They've seen God move in 10 different miracles. All of a sudden they get in the Red Sea, they're like, oh, great, Moses, you brought us out here to, to die. They're going to just bury us out here. What is that? That's the beginnings of a hardened heart. It's not looking to what God has done or who he is, his character and nature. It's looking at the situation around you now. All of a sudden it's starting to believe more in the problem and the issue than it is Almighty God. And you can harden your heart or a desire that says, I don't want to go, I don't want to do it God's way. I can harden my heart in that way. And then you can, if you have that hardened heart, you can sit under anointed preaching all day long and you won't get anything. And you'll probably blame the preacher. And it ain't him. It's a hardened heart. That will block it. But if you'll remove that logjam, all of a sudden the anointed preaching will enlighten your spirit. Your spirit will then bring about knowing. He says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. He says, my people are gone into captivity for a lack of understanding. And if we'll get in that position, we can be an overcomer. So I want to look at some uh, scriptures today. And uh, the first thing I want you to do, let's look at this key verse in John chapter 16, verse 31. John 16, verse 31. Now while you're turning there, if they can put up the link online, I think it's bcnotes.org, and if you pull up that, you'll see an overcoming life on there on your phone or your tablet. And uh, if you pull up that uh, PDF with the notes, I'm going to start there on page one, but then the notes we're doing today is like page 10. Um, it's like page 10, yeah, just, it, I think the number is four, so... I just wanted you to have plenty of scriptures, you know, so you could be an overcomer. Amen. Amen. John 16, 31 says, Jesus answered them, do you now believe? So who's talking? Jesus. Jesus is talking. Is he anybody in here? Is, is he our Lord and Savior? Is he our Lord and Savior? Uh, who's talking? Our Lord and Savior. Our Lord and Savior is talking. All right, well, let's listen. Jesus answered them, do you now believe? Who's talking? Is this you talking? Is this our neighbor talking? Is this the doctor's report talking? Is this the, the creditors talking? Who's talking? Our Lord and Savior. Our Lord, King of kings. Lord of lords. The great I am is talking to you and I right now. Amen. Do you now believe? 
Behold, an hour is coming and has already come for you to be scattered, each to his own home, and to leave me alone. And yet, 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 I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Say it with me. I'm not alone. Say it like you mean it. Say it one more time like you mean it. Oh, okay. I was just checking. Because the Father is with me. Amen. The Father's with me. You know, you got the Father with you right now, with Jesus and the Holy Ghost. You got God with you right now. Who's talking? I said, hey, you know, this is a promise. He really doesn't care what kind of bad news you got this week. This is a promise. See, this stuff can't, it can't keep going on in the presence of God. It's the presence of God that starts to work all those problems out. Starts to, you know, you just get around the presence of God, you will naturally start to overcome. You get around the presence of God, you will naturally start going through, right? You get around the presence of God, you naturally will start to become the victor and triumph. And why is this important? Because if you're just beat up, broke, busted, and disgusted, what kind of view of God does the world have? It's important for believers to understand that they're called to triumph. It's important for believers to know that they're called to overcome. Things like this, occupy till I come. Take dominion. Take authority. You're the head, not the tail. This is how God talks to us. Not, well, you're just going to have to go through some things for a while. Just sit back and get comfortable. That's not how God talks. That's not how God talks. I've heard some preachers talk like that. That's not how God talks. Yesterday, I don't know, I got, you know, you can go look at it. I got on a kick about confessions yesterday morning. I'm like, and the number one rule of confessions is don't say anything God doesn't say. Just say what he says. You start making confessions, the power of God will start moving. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm the healed of the Lord. I'll live and not die. Right? I'm the healed. I'm the whole. I'm the restored. I'm the protected. I'm the delivered. Glory. I'm the saved. Start talking like God talks. Lots of people make up stuff because it feels good and it sounds good, but it's not Bible. We've got to make sure we say what God says. If we're going to overcome, because you start, you start talking like God talks. You start acting like God acts. You start being where God bees. All of a sudden, you can't help but start to overcome. And this is what's missing in many, 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 many people's lives is they, they're not... They're not really with God. They might be checking the box, but they hadn't plugged in. They might be checking the box, but they hadn't plugged in yet. They might have plugged in once a while back, and they think that they're still plugged in. But in Ephesians 5.18, it says, be being filled with the Holy Ghost. In other words, you got to do it on a regular basis. It's not something that just happens. you got to be purposeful. Just like with joy, you got to put on the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. That means i got to take the spirit of heaviness out off, and i got to put on the garment of praise. 
I got to put it on on purpose. I got to put on joy on purpose. I got to put confessions on purpose. I got to speak like God speaks on purpose. I got to listen to God on purpose. I got to remove the hardened heart on purpose. I got to talk like Him on purpose. I got to live like Him on purpose. I got to choose to forgive. I got to choose to love. I got to choose to believe. I got to choose to lay down the junk that the devil throws at us and put on godliness, put on faith. we got to choose to do that. And when you do that, it's automatic. You start, you start getting in the presence of God. You start talking like him, acting like him. And I, I'm, I'm not talking about like religious, like, you know, there's a whole bunch of people, they've been confessing, you know, for 20 years. For, for 20 years, stuff, and still hadn't seen it. That's religious. It needs to be working. It needs to be working. Y'all know the story? Several years ago, I started confessing. He says, uh, you will be the head, not the tail, above, not beneath. And one of the things he says in Deuteronomy 28 about the blessing of God is, he says this, you'll be the lender and not the borrower. Well, let me ask you a question. How can I lend if I don't have abundance? Right. See, I can't lend if I can't even pay my bills. He tells me, I want you to be the lender and not the bar. I was thinking this morning, I'll come back to that rabbit trail number 15. Um, that I was thinking this morning while she was doing the offering. You know, one of two things that are fought very highly in the church. Giving and confessing. And they're two of the most powerful things to bring you to, to the breakthrough, to bring you to the overcoming. And yet, and the devil knows it. He knows it more than most Christians do. And so he fights it. Why? Because that, those things, they'll cause you to overcome. And you, you, start, you start doing uh, certain things like talking about giving, you'll just run spiritual people right out. It's amazing. I think Jesus did it on purpose. Because he talked about giving more than anything else. Now, what's interesting here is this. He said, you'll be the lender and not the bar. The lender and not the bar, right? He says, he says look, you've got, to be, you've got to be walking in that abundance. Well, how do, you, how do you do that? Well, I saw that verse and I went, you know what? I need to make some confessions based on what God said, not what the world says. So I started saying, uh, we are out of debt and carrying a debt-canceling anointing. And that was it. And I did that for about a year and a half, right? I, I said that for about a year and a half. We are out of debt and carrying a debt-canceling anointing. What is that? I'm doing what the Word told me to do. He told Joshua that you should meditate on this Word day and night, and then you will make your way successful. You shall meditate on the law or the Word or the Bible. He said, then you'll make your way successful. Over in Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says, confess with your heart, or confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. That word confess there in the original language means this. 
to say the same thing as the Word. It literally means to say the same thing as the Bible, as Jesus, to say the same thing as God. That's what it literally means. In other words, I need to start saying what God says because if I'll say that, overcoming will start to happen. Well, I just started confessing it based off of that verse in Deuteronomy 28. A year and a half later, uh, about six months after I started, that that, uh, beginning of the year, I said, you know what? I said, uh, God's calling us in the increase and supernatural debt reduction. Many of you were uh, participants in that. In 12 months from January to December, we had in this congregation and partners with the ministry over $950,000 of supernatural debt cancellation. That's, That's a good place for a hallelujah. Nine, over 950,000. And, and all of a sudden, I got really smart and I went, huh, I might ought to start confessing some more stuff. Like that worked really well. Maybe I need to confess some more things. I got some, and so I started saying, I started confessing those things. But man, the devil fights that stuff. He fights that confessing. I started saying, uh, I, we are out of debt. And carry a debt canceling anointing. We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. We keep increasing in wisdom and stature, which is maturity, and favor with God and man. And then I added, I added just a few weeks ago that we have divine health now in our bodies, and we carry an anointing for divine healing. As soon as, now listen, the Bible teaches us that as soon as you uh, get the word working inside of you, the devil comes immediately to steal the seed of the word. Because the seed of the word will produce fruit. And I started speaking the seed of the word. People don't realize it, but their words are spiritual. I started speaking that stuff out. It wasn't three, four, five days later, everybody in here was coughing. Oh, that just gets me upset. I don't like that at all. Oh, 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 oh devil. Oh, 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 you done showed your hand. You know, this, this is the South. We got enough rednecks still in us. Like, nah, devil, uh-uh, no. No, 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 no. There's enough, you know, there's enough Southern still in us. Nah, we're not putting up with that. Getting some attitude, right? No. So we started coming against it. Well, sure enough, he didn't stop because, you know, one thing he is good at is being an enemy, you know. And then I was on a trip, and before I left, Abigail was coughing. I get back, she's coughing worse. She said, I don't feel bad. Just And then one night, I went to a men's group. This was just a couple weeks ago. And uh, I went to men's group, and all of a sudden, uh, I get home. Nicole says, you better go check on her. You need to go check on her. I said, okay, what for? She said she had a serious fever, chills, all this kind of stuff. I mean, it, it, she was not doing well. Like, and I went, really? Because the cough had been going on for a, a while. You notice she's not coughing now. Amen. I said, oh, okay. So I went up, loved on her, cursed that sickness. And then I went and I told Nicole, she said, where are you going? I said, I'm going outside. I got to do some praying. Lord and I are going to have a talk. Not because I'm mad at him. We're going to handle some business. Went outside, got serious about this thing. Got serious about it. Next morning she wakes up, that stuff's all broke. Right? Immediately recovery, supernatural recovery starts. Listen, the devil will try to keep you. And if you will roll over, 
He'll win every time. But if you'll stand up, no, no, I'm not standing for it. No, no, this word says something different. This word says I'm the head and not the tail. You're not the head, devil. You're not the head. I don't care what my finances say. I don't care what my doctor says. You're not the head. I got a head and I bow my knees to him. I bow my knees to who he is. I bow my knees to the price that he paid, the stripes that he took, and by his stripes I'm healed. I bow my knees to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one who loved me, died for me, and rose again for me. He's not in that grave. He's an overcomer, and the overcomer is living on the inside of me. Things start to happen when you get that in you. Can you, tell, can you tell that's in me? I'm not like having to manufacture it. There's a difference. There's an anointing. When you allow the Lord to get on the inside of you and you allow him to be who he's called you to be. He's called us to be something, y'all. He's called us to be an overcomer. 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 Glory to God. He's called you and I, you and I, to be an overcomer. And you know what? I may fall off the launch pad sometimes. But you know what? Praise God, we got a Savior. We got a family who loves us, who's not there to kill our own wounded. Well, hey, hey, you missed it. Good job for trying. I'm so pleased with you right now. Glory to God. And all of a sudden, we'll lift each other up. It's hard to knock a man down if you got 10,000 people holding his arms up, right? It's hard to knock a person down when there's so many people standing right there. Oh, I got you. Let me dust you off. I had somebody dusted me off one time. Let me dust you. You just stand there. And having done all, stand. Glory to God. The key verse is verse 33. These things. Here, here, hear this. Who's talking? Our Savior. Our Lord. Our risen King. Not our dead King. Not our, not our sick King. Our healed and alive. And risen by the glory of God, King of kings and Lord of lords, creator of all heaven and earth, creator of the universe. He's talking to us right now. He said these, this, these things I've spoken to you. So that in me you may have peace. This is, this is not, you know, okay, uh, you'll have peace today, but tomorrow no peace. Then no peace and then maybe some peace on Tuesday or Wednesday, maybe Thursday. No, no, no. He's, this is an absolute. There's no conditions here except that you believe. He said, I've written these things so that you will believe. And if you will believe, I've written these things. I've spoken these things to you so that in me you may have peace. I just speak this to you right now. Receive it if you would. In the name of Jesus, peace and grace be multiplied by the overcomer who lives in you.
In the world, you have tribulation, but take courage. <laughs> take courage. Take courage. Stand up. Take courage. I have overcome the world. The Bible tells us, and I think it's John, he says, as he is, so are we in this world. He's an overcomer. We're an overcomer. He's an overcomer. We're an overcomer. Take courage. Take courage. You know, on that cross, Jesus faced something. He faced something. We'll talk about this in a couple weeks. On that cross, Jesus faced something that none of us have ever faced before. And he had to take courage. He had to put courage on. He faced the Father turning his back on him. Why? Because Jesus had done wrong? No, because he had done everything right. And this was just the last step. He was rejected by the Father so that we could be accepted by Him. But I want you to know, listen to me. You may have had some bad times, but one thing we've, none of us have ever experienced is God turning His back on us. We've never experienced that. What kind of courage did it take Jesus? You think you've had some moments where you couldn't muster any courage. What kind of courage... Did it, did it take for Jesus to muster? Father, he had, Father had already turned his back. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. God had already forsaken him. God already turned his back. What was Jesus saying? He's already had the Father say. No, no, no. Jesus went into the Word. He found out what the Word said about him. He went in there. He found a promise about him. And he found a promise and it said, Though they lay a trap for me, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And even though the Father had forsaken him, he reached down with faith. He took courage. He put on a coat of courage. He took off discouragement. He took off... A a lack of a bunch of unbelief and he put on some belief and he said I know you might have turned your back on me but I've already found a promise I've found a promise and my promise says that even though they'll lay a trap for me they'll spread the net and they'll try to capture me father into your hands I commit my spirit and I know you'll raise me up again what kind of courage did it take when the Father's back? What does that tell us? On the inside of us, we got an overcomer, and he knows how to put on courage. And if we'll turn to him and we'll turn to Jesus and say, Jesus, help me take some courage and put some courage on. I am determined to be full of courage, to be strong and very courageous, to say the things that you say and only the things that you say. And today... Lord, I put on faith and I put on courage and you will see the same thing. You'll see the overcomer start to go to work on the inside of you. He'll start to help you. He'll help how you think. He'll help how you talk. He'll help you walk into his presence and you get into those places and all of a sudden, overcomer, overcomer is natural. All of a sudden, victory is natural. It just starts working. It just starts happening. You might not know all the steps to take, but he'll help you. The Holy Ghost will teach you and you'll walk into being the overcomer. In this world you have tri tribulation. But take courage. I, Jesus says, have overcome the world. Listen to this. Revelation 12, 11. 
And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life even when faced with death. This is what Jesus did. The blood of the Lamb released the power. The word of their testimony connected them to that power. And they held on to that promise even at the cost of their lives. I'm not letting go of my belief. And that's how they overcame. Romans 8.37 Nay, in all these things we are, say it with me, more than conquerors through Him that loved us. Say it again. Through Him we are more than conquerors. Through what? Through Him. Through Him, through the overcomer who's living on the inside of us. Through the overcomer who's raised from death back to life. Through the overcomer who created all things and knows how it all works and knows how to put it back together. Through the overcomer, we are more than conquerors. 2 Corinthians 2.14 But thanks be to God who always, say it with me, always, always, say it again, Always, always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of Him in every place. We have an overcomer. He's living on the inside of you. He's longing to do overcoming things on the inside of you. He's longing to do overcoming things on the inside of you. Are you ready to receive overcoming things. Many of you felt like I just overcame because he closed his Bible. What time is it? (laughs) Overcoming. If you need some overcoming in your life this morning, hey, you've been facing some things. That doesn't make you bad. It makes you somebody who's a believer, who's got an enemy, who's, who's bringing tribulations, trying to stop you. If you need some overcoming, then I want you to come up right now. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Father, for not leaving us alone. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, whether it be in the body, or whether it be in finances, or whether it be in anything where they are being attacked, Lord, in their lives, Lord, I declare the overcomer, the overcomer manifest in the name of Jesus. No wonder, look at this, no wonder God's got us preaching on overcoming. No wonder the devil's been attacking, but he's a loser. Say it with me. He's a loser. He's already lost. I got the winner inside me. I'm the overcomer. Glory to God. When I lay my hands on you, I want you to receive right then. The overcomer, the overcomer, the overcomer working. He's already, if you're born again, he's already working on the inside of you. He's already working on the inside of you. But sometimes it helps when somebody comes along with an anointing to activate some things. Lord, let's activate that overcoming today. Let's activate it. As I lay hands on them, anoint them with oil, Lord, let overcoming go to work. Let it go to work. Jesus, you go, you're going to work in their lives. You're manifesting in their lives, manifesting through us the sweet aroma, the sweet aroma, the sweet aroma of the knowledge of you in every place. Lord, you're overcoming. 
Let's just all bow our head right now and just pray this. Say, Father, I give my life right now to the overcomer. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. He's the overcomer. And I'm His. And He takes care of what is His. He's the Lord of my life. What he tells me to do, I will do. I believe that he took my sin. I believe he died for me. And I believe that God brought him back to life. And when God brought him back to life, he brought me back to life. I'm no longer in that pit. I'm no longer in that grave. I'm with the overcomer, seated in heavenly places. I receive the overcoming this morning, right now. I'm walking out of here with an anointing activated, with an anointing manifesting, with an overcoming. Jesus, I ask you. Baptize me, me with the Holy Ghost and fire, the Ghost and fire. in the name of Jesus.